Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody, to the Armor Report. It's a Wednesday, 25th of September. Thank you for being here. I call this quantum mental investing. We're going to talk about that today. You're going to start hearing that term more and more. That is what the Armor Report is designed around. It's quantum mental investing. And we're going to get to explaining that process and the information you can gather from that process. It's a live trading desk. I'm sharing with you information I've gathered over 30 years, and I continue to gather doing this. So all the things I'm talking about have to do with my own assets and that of individual investors. Um, Surrounded by screens as usual, phone might ring. I might have to talk to people. It's a live desk, so you have a bit of a live look in. Thanks for bearing with me. Now, today we're going to talk about one of the secrets to investing in 2019 and beyond, and that secret clearly is quantum mental information. It's the combination of quantitative analysis and fundamental analysis. That's the future of the stock market. The future is here. I could say it's the dawn of quantum mental investing, but probably the dawn started 10 years ago. So we're going to discuss it, the impact it can have on the portfolio, yours and mine, and why it's something we all have to tap into going forward. And then I'm going to wrap up quickly with a discussion about our favorite investment theme, which is cannabis. Okay. So on Monday, we talked about the... Uh, issues in the cannabis space, I sent an, an email to everybody on the Armor Report Action Alert email list. It's a free list. Just go to our website. You can sign up for it, rosenthalcapital.com. And I sent that report out on Monday, listing the top five problems with the cannabis investing theme right now and what has to be resolved before we could really move aggressively into this space. I know these stocks are down a lot already, but the proverbial falling knife should not be caught. Okay. So we have to wait for certain issues to resolve before we can really step to the plate and start scooping these stocks up. In my humble opinion, I'm not telling you how to run your portfolio. I don't know you. I don't know how much risk you're willing to take in a portfolio. So you may be willing to take risk at this level in the cannabis stocks. I'm not. This is about me and how I invest and how I'm sharing information with you. Okay, so there have been some subscriber questions about the Monday um, Cannabis Couch discussion, and I'm going to share some of those questions and answer them before the end of the show. So let's get started. Thanks for being here. You know, thanks for you read the title of what this is about, and you're here anyway. And I appreciate it because a lot of people think, what the heck's quantum mentalism? I don't want to waste my time with that, right? If I pop in the title, we're talking about cannabis, everybody's here. I get it. I get it. But the simple fact is over 90% of all trades on stock markets are executed by algorithms. Fact number two. Institutions have access to this algorithmic information that individuals, on a large part, don't. So once again, 
And this is just history playing itself out over and over again. And it, and it will until the dawn, uh, until the end of time, I guess, right? It's started at dawn of time until the end of time. Institutions gather information faster than individuals and act on it. I started the armor report to put an arrow in your quiver in that battle to give you information edge in the battle of managing risk. Because make no mistake, that is the single most important aspect of investing in today's market. Managing your risk. You could say that was the most important thing in all markets, but I submit to you that in the last 20 months, we have entered a different phase in the stock market. The domination of algorithms has reached a fever pitch. How do we know this? A simple tweet from the president can rip three or 4% off the S&P in an hour. That is not human investing. That is a clear example of algorithms taking advantage of fear and disrupting your investment process. And so what you need is that type of quantitative information in your corner so you can understand how to relate to the volatility that's occurred. In the last 20 months, if you look at the chart of the market and you, you know, if you were to, you know, listen to CNBC or any financial news network and kind of speed up or condense a 10-day window of, of commentary, you'd hear people cheering about all-time new highs in the market and then despair that we're in a 20-month downtrend in the span of like 10 trading sessions. Well, what that really means is the market's gone nowhere for 20 months with wild volatility, and that's here to stay, guys. And so you have to understand, and this is what quantum mental investing is. You have to understand when the rip lower or higher is being driven by real fundamentals of the investment in your portfolio or being driven by quantitative analysis and the, um, the, the sheer volume of capital that's being managed on quant strategies. Automated, right? AI, AI strategies. So quantum mental investing is the future. It's understanding the difference and managing risk accordingly. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to share with you some chart patterns of our internal quantitative analysis algorithms. And you're going to see a lot of lines on the chart and a lot of squiggles and a lot of action, a lot of spaghetti, as they say. Okay. It's there for a reason. It's a graphic representation of our algorithm that's running constantly behind the scenes to help us manage risk. It's what drives the decision process. When I say to you, we're risk on or we're risk off. So quantitative analysis on stock market direction is incredibly important. 
Fundamental analysis is always important when it comes to individual stocks you're buying or groups that you're buying. But three out of four stocks follow the market. And in this market, if you're too aggressive at the wrong time, you get carried out in a body bag. I'm trying to help you avoid that. I've been writing these algorithms in an intense way for the last six years, but I've been working on this in a rudimentary way, really going back to the 1990s. So now I'm going to share it with you. Get used to the term quantum mental investing. You're going to hear it a lot. So let's take a look. at the market today. And you may recall, those of you who have been following me, I appreciate this. Give me a minute. I'm going to catch everybody else up who's new to this. I've been telling you for weeks now that risk is too great for us to put capital to work. So I try to put it in terms we can understand. I don't tell you that the quantum mental information out of the algorithm is telling us X. I just give you the bite-sized piece that matters. Do we add risk or subtract it? The answer is risk off in our portfolios for weeks now. And the primary reason is non-confluence. So what I tell you is we've got seven algorithms running that cover the whole market, right? And these algorithms are written for the top seven ETFs that represent the whole market. That's the S&P, SPY, the NASDAQ 100, QQQ, the Dow Jones, DIA, Small Cap Index, IWM, the IBD 50, the Leadership Index, FFTY, the Momentum Index, MTUM, and now the Value Index, VLUE. Those seven indexes cover the risk parameters for us, the whole market. And what our algorithm does is it looks at each of those seven separately. And then when we get confluence across the board, that's when we get risk on. Those are our risk on and risk off signals. So in the last X amount of weeks, even as the markets rallied off the low, I said to you, we're not willing to put aggressive money to work because there's just too much noise and some very disturbing noise. Some very not, not, not just non-confluence, we're getting actual argument. Some of our indexes are saying there's something very wrong with the market, while others are trying to break out. So it's not even a situation where we can say, well, there's a couple that are neutral, and then there's some leadership that's breaking out to new highs. Let's get invested. I'm talking about there's some real underperformance in key sectors of the market that have always been signs of trouble. Now, you may say to me, Brett, what's the difference between technical analysis and quantitative analysis? There's a lot of technical analysis in quant programs. The quant programs are using a computer system to crunch lots and lots of data, not just your typical technical analysis of this is a good-looking chart and this one isn't. It's taking a lot 
of statistical probabilities into account. Now, there's different algorithms out there, right? Some are neural networks that are trying to guess the direction of the market every day. That's not what I'm talking about. Good luck to the people who are writing those. I'm sure those will work for some period of time, and then they won't. I'm not going to get into that. All we're trying to do in our desk and the quantitative analysis we're using is we're trying to improve our success using percentages and statistics and running those through and a, a um, microscope of reward versus risk. So when we get, when the algorithms are saying statistics are suggesting this is the best entry point, we then have to view it through the, the lens of is the reward worth the risk to put money to work right now? So those are the pieces of the quantitative puzzle that all come together to tell us when we're risk on, risk off. Let's take a quick look. I'm going to show you the S&P. Okay, there's the S&P on our quantitative algorithm. Okay, now I just wrote in by hand there. You can see the black circle all the way to the um, – was it the left part of the screen? Okay. And you can see the uptrend. So we had a quantitative entry point in the algorithm early June. And I told you all early June who follow the show that we have confluence. All the indexes are telling us there's a move higher in the market. Okay. So there's the small, there's the FFTY, right? This is the FFTY I want to show you, IBD 50. Same buy signal, market had a nice run. Here's the momentum index, same buy signal, market had a nice run for two months. Okay? So that's the evidence of confluence. Now let's look at what's happened recently. Here's the S&P. It's put in a clear double top, it's rolling over. But while it was running in here up to the highs, the right side of the screen here, I've been on this show telling you guys there's too much risk. We're not expecting the S&P to make a major breakout in here. There's too much argument between different factions of the market. There's no confluence. And that's why I've been telling you be careful. So for us, there's absolutely no surprise the market's down in the last couple of trading sessions in the last week or so. It's no surprise to us that the S&P is double-topped at the moment. Want to know why? Let me show you the confluence problem. Here's the IBD 50. These are leadership stocks. When the market is strong, when you've got a bull market, these stocks lead. And as you can see, they've been wildly underperforming in the last month and a half and have broken below the 200-day moving average recently. So leadership is going, making new lows now since June, while the S&P is up here at the highs. Okay? See that? That's a major problem. This is graphic representation of non-confluence. Let's take a look at the momentum index. Okay? Double top before the S&P been breaking down ever since following its smaller brethren, the uh, IBD 50. 
So the momentum index is bigger cap stocks. The IBD 50 is smaller cap stocks, but they're both all momentum type stocks. Getting killed. So how does the S&P break out with the leadership breaking down? It can't, and it rolls over. This is graphic representation of non-confluence. This is the quantum mentalist at work. This is quantitative analysis that helps us understand why we're not adding a lot of risk. I said to you guys, go out there, own some dividend payers. We're buying some blue chip names. Those are the kind of things we're doing in this market. We're not aggressive, and we're holding a certain amount of cash back because we don't like the behavior of the market. So to wrap up, What I wanted to discuss with you today and I want you to think about is the power of quantitative analysis in your decision process. Institutions have had this information for quite some time and have been fleecing the market with it. I started the Armour Report 160-some-odd videos ago to share with you this information that can give you edge, that can help protect assets and yet still capture upside when the confluence is created. How do you use the information? That's up to you. I use it to determine how much cash I want to hold in my portfolio. Obviously, today, we're still holding max amounts of cash, and the market's selling off. Okay? I showed you guys, and here's the fundamental part of this piece, and we'll wrap it up. Charts over the last couple of weeks of how the market runs up into Fed announcements recently and sells off afterwards. And that's exactly what's happening now. hope you're picking up what I'm laying down. I hope it's helping you. Let's move on. Let's wrap up with cannabis. Now, guys have been asking me after our Monday call on the cannabis couch and the armor report that I sent everybody. It's a free report. Go to RosenthalCapital.com. Sign up for it. I sent out a report, the top five problems facing the cannabis sector and the top five stocks on my whiteboard, stocks that I want to own when this ridiculous amount of selling is over. Um, follow my Twitter feed. Okay? I try to update this a lot. There's a guy on my Twitter feed I really like. Todd Harrison is his name. I just retweeted something he said earlier. Read that whole thread. He's nailed it. He's nailed the entire situation of cannabis uh, in a very a succinct manner, well done, Todd, as a shout-out, okay? I don't know the man, but he certainly thinks clearly. I will make one comment. He says that these stocks are down something like 70-plus percent from their highs, and that reminds him of 2002 and the collapse of the NASDAQ. And the NASDAQ bottomed after like a 70-some-odd percent decline from its top. I'd like to debate that issue with you a bit. The NASDAQ is an index with massive institutional support. 
And it was amazing that it dropped 70 something percent. Not amazing that it found institutional support and recovered. The cannabis stocks right now have zero institutional support. As I highlighted in my armor report, top five problems with the cannabis space, one of the major ones is the whole can trust debacle. That's more important than you realize. And I came on the show and I tried to tell you guys how important this was. I said, guys, you have to sell your cannabis stocks. Can trust is lying to investors. It was a major problem. It's a major LP in Canada that went to the secondary market in May and raised a lot of capital with institutions. And then we find out they were lying. Totally burns bridges. And until we rebuild that trust, there is no institutional support to drive these stocks higher. So just because they're down 70 plus percent from their highs does not mean that they're going to recover in, in, in any you know, short length of time. Do I think they're going to recover long term? Yes. I still think it's a great investment theme. I can't believe some of my favorite names are trading at the prices they're trading at. And I listed the top five names in the Armour Report. If you haven't gotten it, you know, sign up for it. Send me an email saying, gee, I didn't get it. Could you send it to me? And I'll make sure it comes out to you. One question more than one subscriber was asking me, and I'll just wrap up with this. They were asking me, what do I do now if I didn't listen to you, which is okay. I'm not telling you what to do, so you've got to make your own choices. I don't expect you to listen to me and just get out of everything because I say that. You have to listen to what I say and think, it, think about it. I'm trying to make you think. If you were willing to take the risk and hold the positions, that's okay. That's your prerogative. I'm not always going to be right. I'm certainly not always going to be right for you, right? So I might have been in cash, and they could have reversed and gone up, and you would have said, hey, I didn't have to be in cash. And I'd say, that's fine. I have a different risk parameter than you. I'm moving more capital in and out of positions than you, okay? But so if you're still in positions and you're down 30 40 50% in these positions or more, what do you do from here? That's a great question because – I'm certainly no longer saying go sell all your stocks. I mean, that time has passed, right? And I do believe that these companies will see their day. I think it's going to be exciting in the months and years to come. If you have the right names in the portfolio and you can live through this volatility, you're probably going to see a brighter day. The key there is if you have the right stocks in your portfolio. I don't know what your portfolio looks like. I don't know if you're doing the homework correctly. I can't help you with that. So what I would say to people who are in positions that are down dramatically already, two things. Number one, you better, you better look twice and three times and under every single rock to make sure that's a stock you want to hold long term. Make sure it's a leader. Okay. If you discover cockroaches in your theory, there's never just one. There's many, and it's best to exit a position and then find another name you want to own. They're all down dramatically. So if you've made a mistake in a position, and here's the number two thing that I was going to say. I don't know if it's happening right now, but if it's not, it'll certainly happen in December. 
there's going to be massive tax loss selling in these stocks. Whoever's left has got huge tax losses. There's absolutely nothing wrong with selling a position, taking a loss, and buying a different cannabis company. Talk to me. No. Okay. Look, what I'm saying is do your homework. You could take a tax loss and buy another cannabis company. They're all running together. You see what I'm saying? Now, you have to talk to your tax accountant. I mean, I don't, I'm not a, an accountant. I don't know what your taxes look like. This is just food for thought. You can book that loss and rotate it into a different name. And when the whole space goes up, you make money and you've had that loss. You get to match it off. If you don't know what I'm talking about, please don't, do, don't, don't go out there and do it. Talk to your accountant. He'll explain the situation to you. So those are my thoughts there. The time to sell it's passed. So just look at your portfolio. Make sure you want to hold those long term. Think about rotation. Nothing wrong with taking a loss and buying something else. And everything will go back up. When they all go, the leadership will go up first. You know, I say everything will go back up. We, not everything. Some stocks won't make it. Some are going to go out of business. So you've got to really do your homework right now and make sure you want to live with those names that are down 50% in your portfolio. Okay? Hope this has been helpful, guys. I look forward to talking to you again on Friday, 1130, for the week in review that I do every week. Thanks for being here. Take care, guys.